Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Quo Vadis Podcast, the Catholic Podcast that helps you begin with the end in mind. My name is Taylor Geiger, and I'm joined once again by the Reverend Mark C. Malezova. Hi. 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 How's it going? Were you trying to make me laugh in the beginning there? Um, no, were you trying just, to get my attention? I was like reminiscent, <laughs> my grandpa. Because uh, you were, for, so for the people at home, we, we, we were having some silence in the beginning so I can add the music in. And Father Mark everybody was like, the secrets. And Father Mark was like flailing his arms around. I'm trying so hard not to laugh. And I'm like, I was just like, I couldn't tell for a second. I was like, oh crap, maybe he's trying to get my attention, wants no. me to stop hitting record. <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh, I'm already in the thick of this. No. So now it's okay. I was right, just reminiscent are, of, okay. of my grandpa, but sort of the older generation in particular when they don't agree with something they, i just my grandpa he's always just he just kind of wave his hand down like ah, i don't believe that <laughs> ah. like you're at, that was his word too like ah, ah. you know if you had a basketball game it's like a bad call ah. just turn the head and just, you know put the head did you ever see that i know sup- talking I, about i suppose yeah i yeah. suppose yeah so i don't know that just made my, me think of it my, as my, my grandfather at least from the stories i heard from my dad i don't know if my grandpa listens to the show if he does hey grandpa how's it going he's, he's way up there in trigo wisconsin so i don't know if he listens to the show or not uh but uh he, from the stories of my dad he was he was less of like a ugh, like kind of quiet more of like a, a loud hand slap on the table kind of a guy um which i always i think i've seen him do once they're arguing about politics what happened which doesn't surprise anyone who knows me and my family so it's not like that game is a so, shock. so you pounded in disagreement or <laughs> yeah, in agreement I, I, I think in disagreement i mm. think because uh, my my dad and my uncle and myself and him were all arguing about politics and my dad and my sister had walked in the room and like purposefully said something like just to ignite just the flame it, yeah i mean it. she could tell there's already gas like a pool of gasoline right there right and she walks in just kind of drops the match in there and then just walks away <laughs> it just it went up in flames from that point it was it was not good so when she was she was relishing and i remember looking in the other room she's just smiling at me we're all just <laughs> arguing yeah just it laughing pretty, it was pretty good so i suppose i think i've seen the ugh, you know i just kind of dismissive of yep i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give this more energy than i have to but i want to <laughs> make sure people know i'm not yep. happy about it <laughs> it's, a, it's a very like pleasant way of showing their disagreement i think i mean I there's no it is. there's no cussing there's no you know it's true insults it's, it's true. just sort of like it's very clear. It's silent, just, like, silent disagreement. Well, it's the, ah, you know, yeah. it's, well, like it's, the, it's like it's the almost, It's almost a little bit, uh, Father Geradian, a little bit there, the, please. It's a little, yeah, a little, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. He puts down, please, 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 please. please. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> we should get him back on the show sometime. He's always fun Stop to have, saying uh, that because it never happens. That's not true. We had him on twice. Okay. So objectively, well, we it's time. happened twice. It's happened twice. So I actually want to ask you Dodge a question. question. Anyway, I want to ask you a question about something you did this morning to get some more detail. But actually, we have a guest with us that I'd like her to be able to share her thoughts as well. So right now with us, we have Diane Vadney. She's the community minister for Ron Colley Catholic Schools and the family ministry coordinator at St. Francis of Assisi Parish, all in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Diane, hi. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Pretty good. That's good. You're also a wife, and, you have a, and you're the mother of six children, uh, which is, in and of itself, sounds like it's quite the adventure. So True. I, it is. I'd love to hear more True. about that later. Uh, but, <laughs> c- correct. But So the reason I wanted to make sure you're part of this, because we were talking about it earlier before we started recording, but I want Father Mark to divulge this to the good people at home. So this morning... You had a special task uh, that usually sometimes in the morning before we record, you're at a high school celebrating mass or perhaps you're mm-hmm. doing you know, another sacrament for someone else. This morning, though, you did not have a sacrament that you were celebrating, but rather you were you were helping out some family. So what were you doing oh, this morning, Father Mark? I dropped my nephew off at school. How old is he? Uh, six. Six. <laughs> so, <laughs> He's in kindergarten. <laughs> Yeah. So how, how how did the whole experience go? Not just the dropping off, but like the picking up, 
getting in the car like how did that, how did that all go um, I mean, how, how did that feel yeah so my my brother's <laughs> gone for the weekend um he went to uw stevens point and do a trivia contest every year it's the world's largest trivia contest actually um so really? yep mm-hmm. and stevens Wait, point so does, does he 90 part- fm does he wwsp does he participate in it like, he does. Is he there yep. to participate? he's got a team okay. so he used to work at the radio station so they get a oh, team okay. together their name is the staff infection unless it's changed i'm not sure that's funny you get it you get it so so he's got trivia this weekend i guess it wrapped up but then uh his wife they've got two children so she had to drop off her daughter at daycare and then she had to go to school she works in the green bay school district so i had to drop off my nephew archer uh but he can't drop off i can't drop off until 8 to 10 mm. so you can't do it before so dropped him off about seven and then we went downstairs he loves my basement because we got foosball ping pong darts all these things um <laughs> and he gets to a point like don't you have tv <laughs> <laughs> in fact i do yeah so i said <laughs> so can we watch pbs i'm like of course we can pbs that's great right yeah Evidently, my antenna does not pick up PBS because I had to research the channel. I had to search again. Yeah, you scan. Thing. Scan, yeah, thank you. Sure. Um, couldn't find him. So, but thank goodness for the old iPad. So, yeah. you can find PBS Kids. He watched a, an episode of The Wild Kratts, I believe, on um, sharks. Very popular. Creature yes. powers. Yes. Exactly. Thank you. So, you know yeah. what? See, there, there's some credence to this. Yeah. And um, it's, it's good to have the mom here to be, indeed, able, to, to be, able, like, to be able to affirm that yeah. these are real shows. For what it's worth, watching. though, I did see Daniel Tiger. Oh, yeah. But he did not seem interested. But that might be sort of a just a younger. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. That could be. That, that, little, that's so His taste, show, you know, so, they were yeah. they become refined after yeah. a while. But anyway, <laughs> we watched an episode of that on sharks, and then we got in to the vehicle and we drove over there but we had to wait because he can't go until eight ten. so um he's like well what do you normally do we got like six minutes well my dad usually listens to music so like oh let's put some music on so he likes wrestling themes like wwe guys so like <laughs> one of them so i started putting on you know which one this one is and that's your bread and butter it is that's your bread it, and butter. But he doesn't know the old ones <laughs> he's really he doesn't it, know yeah. the old ones so, <laughs> okay so i put on pomp and circumstance of course the macho man randy savage right no <laughs> I, idea i'm actually familiar there you go. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Well, we all know we all know pop and, pop and circumstance, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and graduate. That's what I do. I just want to go out there and just like spin around like the macho. That is so funny. I have older brothers, and I grew up watching wrestling. Did yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. But I haven't seen anything. Did you? Yet. No, get, I haven't. Did either. you get into it, or were you like kind of like passively mm. in the background, like? I guess I'll just watch it because they're watching it. Or did you like kind of, sort of enjoy it and get into it? I think, yeah, I think a little bit. Yeah. The latter. I, I the think latter. a little bit, but I didn't. I don't like violence, so like if it ever looked really bad, I I didn't like that. Oh, but, okay. Um, you see, back in the day, it was yeah. it was pure. He wouldn't have all that, you know, yeah, it was, chair shots and yeah. all that stuff. You know what? It was just it was more it was more I, innocent. Actually, my was. my dad, what? my dad's best friend, I think served alongside Hulk Hogan oh. um, in the military. So really, that, mm-hmm. wow. oh, that's actually super. So cool. that was always like a claim for fame that we always like talked about. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Of course That's it awesome. was. Yeah, of course mm-hmm. it was. I mean, he might as well just be our friend, you know. <laughs> I mean, he basically is. Yeah. Like, I'm sure if you saw him on Friends the street, Friends with the Hulk? I know. literally <laughs> saw him in passing at the Detroit airport, and I, like, wanted to stop Hulk Hogan and let him know, like, hey, I just wanted to let you know, like, my we dad's have a connection. best friend. Um, like, I'm aware. That he may have death. actually enjoyed that. I mean, who knows? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I had, like, a baby with me. I was like, forget it. That's even better, though, because then because <laughs> just, of, because then they're, then they're not going to be mean to you if you're holding the baby. You know? yeah. Then they're going to be a little more gentle. <laughs> Sure, I don't know run. if I wanted to come to terms with the reality of like, you know, what if he's not as nice as we thought he or was? Or what if what, if what if the whole story was fabricated and yes, you're like, oh there, my gosh, was also he's, that. Like, yeah. he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Wait, what about your nephew? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry. No, so we just, and then, and then 810 came around and, um, you know, we opened up the door and he started walking. I'm like, dude, didn't you forget something? He forgot his backpack. <laughs> it's just like, so I gave him the backpack. All right, give me a hug. It's like, all right. Then he just, just bolts off. That's it. Just like, I'm like, uh, Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I said it was the saddest thing. Like, I like I texted my my brother and sister immediately. I'm like, wow, you guys do this every day. Like, God bless you. That's like, I was like, 
it, it's it's I did it. I did the mission, so I was happy that was accomplished. But I'm just like that's so sad. Like they just they run off and they they don't even look back. So you, now you have a little bit more of a deeper empathy for parents who are oh dropping my gosh, off their kids. Certainly. Now, now certainly. you get it. Like, now I said you, that. You, what was you, the first you, thing I said to Diane? Like you do this every day. Yeah, like, you this did. is like you oh did. my god. Although, but you didn't really share that same that that same emotional experience no. necessarily. I mean, Not it's necessarily. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> I, in my household, we just had a different way about us. Like I don't remember my parents ever coming in. I so when I dropped off. My kids, I feel like I dropped them off, and I didn't expect them to like cling to me or you guys hug are, me. You guys are sad, or what are you sad about? Right. <laughs> so I don't know, but I will say this: during COVID, when they had to make the rule where no parent could go in, even because I I would say you walk your like your littlest ones in, that's oh, a big deal, right? And sure. You're presently yep. you're there, but you don't, you know. I don't know. They they weren't whatever. Anyway, the parents. <laughs> weren't even allowed to go in the buildings and yeah. I felt heartbroken for them because if you were a parent like me so apparently on the far end of one spectrum <laughs> like I'm comfortable with my it's kid going in zone. right <laughs> then they know I love them I love them right. but in my family of origin the culture was to like breed independence and so um they gave the vibe off that like it's totally normal just go ahead and like whatever i mean like literally i think uh the first time i ever took a flight somewhere i was in high school Mm -hmm. and i flew to washington dc for like two months by myself (laughs) and um i turned around at the end of the like little uh tunnel that you're in to like wave goodbye to my parents and they were already gone (laughs) (laughs) so like um dropping a kid off at school does not tear my heart out but i love them i know that they'll be fine and in fact i've talked to my parents about that i feel like it's a gift they totally Made me feel like in that moment yeah. I was ready to sort of like cry and be like, mm, I'll miss you. And then instead, I was like, oh, um, All right, I guess okay, I'm good. Yeah. I guess everything's normal yeah, and we're we, ready we to go. This. Here I go. Yeah. Strap the backpack on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I did feel for parents during COVID. I felt like that was hard. And right. like, not sure. everybody's raised by my parents. And so, like, <laughs> they did not know where to even begin. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was really tough. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it is a weird experience, it is. Father. It is. It so, totally is. I can, but They're I, like parachuting, like paratroopers. They like just jump out of the car. Yeah, right? No, I just, he had the door yeah. open and just like, yeah, I'm like, for real. Is there like a little like red light, green light thing like they have like in the paratrooper you know, like, right. like in like in the in the airplane you you flip the switch like go 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 oh and they gosh. run out of the car i was a little i was wondering though what, what people thought because there were people around like okay this i'm, I'm dressed like a priest you know it's yeah. like i'm dropping off this kid here give me a hug it's like, right. <laughs> yeah. right, but it's like you know it's my nephew i love sure. him obviously oh, yeah. Yeah. so nobody said anything but it's just like this might look a little a little awkward i, I have i have a feeling see a whole lot of priests dropping kids off for school no i think true. anybody that would have seen that would have been like mm, not a parent <laughs> <laughs> this guy doesn't know how to <laughs> drop off <laughs> He's, he's not he's beep, not in the beep, circle yeah moving. heckling the priest i got, I got out of this because i i didn't feel comfortable in the circle i thought I'm like i'm gonna mess this up so i, I parked that's what i did I just yeah. went off oh, to a yeah. spot and i parked then you you oh. definitely labeled yourself as not yeah parent yeah because i'm just yeah. like i can't i can't do the circle yeah now there's a lot of this. grandparents that drop off so i think somebody would have noticed like definitely noticed that and yeah. been like mm, family member yeah. helping out oh, yeah. <laughs> cool Which good guy I have a feeling I'm going to have a hard time dropping off like Sophia and Ava, especially Sophia for the first time. Cause I'd be like my, my, my first kid going off. And mm-hmm. like, I, if she's like, if she's like losing it, I'm going to have to be like, keep it, keep it together. Geiger. Come on, keep Geiger, it together. You got this. You can do this. <laughs> 
<laughs> the old self-talk. Did you know, Diane, actually, that uh, when we bought... So we bought a minivan uh, mm-hmm. last summer. No, two summers ago. Two There's summers ago. Are you looking at me? minivan with its Because I was on. with you, actually, when, when I... Well, I wasn't with you, but I actually remember... I, I did not I, go minivan shopping. No, you didn't go minivan. No, but... Okay, so actually, you, you both play, played a part in, in my minivan opportunity here. So uh, two years ago, I just started working with the diocese, and we had come... I had come into work one day, and I was telling you about how we were looking at a minivan, and like there's two options, and one of them had oh, like... Yeah, had like yeah. a TV in it, had like a vacuum built into his whole big thing. It was like it was like three or four grand more, whatever it was, than the other one. And I remember I asked you, and you were kind of listening, and you were like, "Do you have an iPad?" And I was like, "Yeah." And you're like, "Okay, well, you probably don't need a TV thing in there." I'm like, "Yeah, that's true." And then you're like, "Do you have a shop vac?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> you're like, "Okay, you probably don't need the shed, the, the the built-in vacuum cleaner." And I was like, "Yeah, I guess we're gonna go with the cheaper one." <laughs> So you were influential on that, but actually, you had told Rachel and I back oh, in the day, I'm Diane. I'm curious about this. Yeah, so you had told Rachel and I back in the day about um, when you were when you were buying a minivan for the first time. One of the things you said that was a huge blessing was mm-hmm. that when your kids are running to the car after going grocery shopping or whatever oh, yeah. it is, that when they open the door, they cannot slam the door into the car next to them because yes. the minivan yes. door slides open instead yes. of opening the other way. And we were like. That is so genius that you thought about that. So we yeah. literally thought about that when we were buying a minivan. Oh, so um, that was like four years ago too. So look at that. So you're there you go. you're planting seeds well, of parenting for people. Just throwing it's wisdom just, everywhere. <laughs> That's beautiful. So speaking of throwing wisdom yeah, everywhere, I was going to say that. Yep. <laughs> so we love for you. So one of the things we were doing with this podcast is we're trying to collect vocation stories. So we're trying to get priestly vocation stories. You got a sister vocation story. You consecrate a single life. We only had one other marriage story, and that was that was Deacon Sean. We'd love for you to share your vocation story. So take us back as far back as you'd like to. I mean, maybe not mm-hmm. to like the grade school, your parents dropping you off and not, not ever looking at you again kind of thing. They love but, you me, know, I but, swear. <laughs> they do. But For the like, record, though, where did you, you know, go? Um, Holy Innocence. Ah, yeah. Go Rockets. Mm-hmm. Rockets. You know all the, no, well, yeah. her brother's all got the a, weird facts about her, these Her brother's things. got a Letterman jacket. That's yeah. right. Oh, I've heard mm-hmm. about that. I gave I him the old that. helmet that we found in the rectory. Oh, he was thrilled. Yeah. He, he was, was thrilled. Anyway, sorry. So we'd love you to be able to tell us about like, where did you go to college? When did you kind of, how does your faith story play into that then mm-hmm. you know where did you meet your husband and then how did that all blossom from that point i know you guys mm-hmm. moved around a couple of times kids the whole shebang take us through yeah, it absolutely you, you you drive us okay so in funny a minivan so, yeah right oh boy <laughs> with sliding it's a, doors it's, it's a glamorous life everybody <laughs> it sounds that way yeah anyway okay so i would say um i was thinking about this a little bit before i got here and i was thinking that um I pretty much have felt called to marriage my whole life. I mm. did at a certain point like actively try to be open to and discern other vocations, but I would say like pretty notably from an early age I was boy crazy and <laughs> my mom told me like cuz I remember talking to her about boys when I was really little and she was like, "Oh honey, I think it's genetic. I remember liking boys too." And <laughs> She's like, I just couldn't help myself. And so, I mean, like... That's I, incredible. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, I, I feel like I even... I mean, like, I would like... I would, I would see beauty in various forms of God's creation. These different boys I would meet. And I'd be like, wow, I could totally see myself married to them. And, I, like, from kindergarten, I remember sitting next to this boy. What was and, his name? You remember. I do. Oh, you do. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> Can, wait, can we just I don't think he'll ever listen name? to this. Yeah, Jamie Wick. Jamie? And, oh. and 
he was so he was like so cute and he was so sweet and i like got to sit at the table with him one day and yeah. so i'm like drawing this like purple it would have been like do you guys know what grimace was from mcdonald's oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, i was sure. drawing grimace and so he looked over and he was like oh that's a cool purple monster and i was like i will be mrs wick <laughs> and i just was like oh my gosh what will we name the kids and like grimace obviously. yeah right so i feel like there is like a deeply rooted draw towards marriage oh in me gosh. sure and um and so i feel like as i got older and like my faith really okay so i went to school in manitowoc i'm from um what was holy innocence and now is saint francis of assisi actually it's roncalli well, I was talking about the parish. Ah, gotcha. But sorry, you're sorry, right. Sorry. And now the the school was Holy Innocence, was St. Francis, and now it's um, Ron Kelly. And um, I, I did leave Manitowoc and um, go elsewhere for years. So in high school, um, I come from like a really politically active family. So my top three siblings all followed suit with like three previous generations, and they're all lawyers. <laughs> and then my dad just, I was so... Um, I think I was the people pleaser of the family of the the family of five kids, and so he was always telling me like, "Oh, you could be a rocket scientist, you could be a heart surgeon," and I was like, "I don't really think I want to do those things," you know. <laughs> so like in fifth grade, he found out from my mom that I was like into psychology, and so like my sister, who was a lot older than me, had taken the Myers Briggs test in high school mm. in psychology. And I was like devouring the book. And I was like, oh, I am such an ENFP. Totally, totally up, down, and sideways. <laughs> and um, so I was like, oh, I'll go into counseling. And so my dad literally came in my room, sat on my bed, and was like, I'd like to have a talk with you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, what? And he was like, oh, mom told me you're so interested in psychology. And I'm like, yeah, I just think it's great. And um, that would be a lovely hobby. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> And so, like, there was a big, strong push all the time. Yeah. Um, now, I will say this. I was not pegged as, like, a political person. Sure. And so um, I think he thought I'd follow my mom, who was a nurse, and go into more of, like, the sciences. And so I think he, he – I, I got good grades in high school because I thought that's what my sister had done. Mm -hmm. Years later, when we were moving my parents out of their house, I found, like, the box with her high school transcript in it. I was shocked. It had C's on it. I was like busting <laughs> tail to get as many A's as I could. And I, I mean, like I blew a 4.0, but I could not believe it. I was like, that's what I was trying to live up to. Give me a break. It's kind of enlightening <laughs> but though, right? That, I mean, it's yeah. uh, your perception of reality isn't always what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's interesting. I feel like God doesn't uh, waste anything. So I came from this politically active family. My dad um, had missed the opportunity to be a Senate page when he was younger and then um, you have to do it your junior year of high school. Otherwise, you don't get, get a chance to do it. Hmm. And you work at the United States Capitol for the U.S. Senate. Wow. And so he remembered the program by the time he got to his fourth kid. That's one of the bonuses of having big families, everybody. Boom. <laughs> yep. And so... <laughs> he, Learn along the way. <laughs> so I actually applied and I got accepted and I got to go and spend a couple months in Washington, D.C. And I met like amazing friends and, and that I still am in contact with and... Um, it was something that I grew up with where like even if you are not a, a like a lawyer mm -hmm. or a, a professional politician, you should always be interested in what's going on in your community and you should always be um, ready to participate at whatever level you can. So if you can advise on something scientific, then you should advise on something scientific, etc. Mm -hmm. So That's awesome um, though. Yeah. It's a good thing to instill in a young person. I mean, that's... 
you need people to be active and right because the call how, to participation is one of our church teachings so it, it is, seems important it, yeah and i think that's what's deeply rooted in me right. so i went off to school um i ended up transferring my sophomore year to catholic university of america which i'd never heard of never saw where it were you, where were you going your freshman year creighton you're going to creighton all right okay. yeah well we don't have a podcast long enough and then, guys <laughs> and then you went to the cua okay i did because um so uh somewhere along the line i think in high school i wanted to go into women's health and obstetrics because mm. it was sort of like the area of medicine where um you're doing something people are generally happy to see you right and i thought that was really cool that is eh, that's actually very true i didn't even consider yeah. that and when you yeah. encounter like the miracle of life i felt like that was kind of an awesome um responsibility to be helping that come into the world so um i went into it having gone to catholic school and everything but not really uh, having thought through all the ins and outs of what could be involved with that. And when mm. I got to college, I had left Creighton where I had a pre-med guarantee and um, thought, I just want to go back to somewhere more exciting like Washington, D.C. <laughs> and if God wants me to be a doctor, I'll be a doctor. <laughs> and I don't think God wanted me to be a doctor. <laughs> and I'm actually totally happy with <laughs> you're, that. You're good with that decision. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, w- I met Greg through Catholic University. Okay. And, um, and Greg's your husband, for people Greg who are listening. Greg is my husband. <laughs> okay. that's, that's where this vocation story ends. <laughs> yes. And that's it. <laughs> yep. So, But I also met, um, I was there at a time where the university kind of really was turning a page in its history and brought in a new chaplain, brought in a new president. And um, I remember being at like the mass where the new president was kind of being officially welcomed. Mm-hmm. And his um, his homily was like published afterwards. It was so incredibly powerful. Wow. And he spoke about um, the dying of the light and how we have to rage, rage against the dying of the light, which is... Mm. Um, quoting um that poem and so anyway the catholic identity became a huge thing and um the chaplain was incredible at getting people on campus to um just really embrace their faith and dive in and live it and so i was around all these people who were trying to drag me along to daily mass and i was like oh i'm going to lunch i'll see you guys later <laughs> like no way <laughs> And, um, like, they had to work on me. I felt like mm. I was in such a good place, but I wasn't. And um, so I saw beautiful things in college, and, and I was exposed to, um, in Washington, D.C., at Catholic University, that's a place where a lot of different orders will send their um, students to right, learn. studying stuff, yeah. So you can walk around campus and see a multitude of habits, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you can also... I encountered tons of people who inspired me to live a holy marriage. So while I was there, I was like very into like pro-life things. And so I dabbled with the idea of being a sister for life. I was like, Lord, I'm all yours. Do you want me? Silence. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like I tried. I I did, um, you know. And so I feel like during college, I wasn't really dating a lot. Um, And then uh, people would try to set me up with people. That was like the worst ever yeah. <laughs> the worst ever and take, take note mm, listeners people don't like being set up all right that okay, being <laughs> said that being said so um so what ended up happening and i think like the discernment of marriage is sort of an important process because mm. i think in many ways our culture sees marriage as a default option and it's a, like a natural path mm-hmm. and so i think people gravitate towards it out of custom and at the same time i think I don't want this to come off sounding wrong, but to try to make the point to people, 
It's the most important shopping a person could ever possibly do. (laughs) Right. And like sometimes people don't consider all the different things. Like you could have ended up in a car that had doors that opened. Like you could have been smashing other people's paint jobs, you know. (laughs) But 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 so think about how much time you spent shopping for a car, right? Mm -hmm. And all the different features that you thought about and then you ruled out because they weren't necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you when you are going through that stage in your life where you're dating or you're meeting people, I think you can fall into things right, and stay there if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. But I think you can also, and I think it's healthy, to try to like, sort of anticipate or, or pray about, like, what is it that you think would make a healthy marriage yeah, for you? absolutely. I think even having a little bit of that... I guess some, I mean some I mean it, it's a huge faith background having that 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 scaffolding upon which you stand so that you mm-hmm. know that like when a person wants to like if you're if you're interested in a person like there are certain things that you see as being essentially non-negotiables and things yeah. that you want in, in a partner and like I don't think that that's a wrong thing I think I I always encounter this when even when I was working at Ron Collie sometimes you come every once in a while you come across either a guy or girl who has just unrealistic expectations <clears throat> for, for a, right. a, a potential spouse or a person they're gonna date and that kind of stuff and every once in a while you have to kind of temper it and be like listen like no one's going to meet all those criteria. Like you're not going to find he ain't out there. Yeah, you're, you're not going to find your, your, your perfect Catholic six, four boy with, with brown yeah. hair and blue eyes. Who's going to, you know, this whole big thing. Sometimes it's like, okay, pull back a little bit here. And they make sure you're understanding really what's essential here. They're talking about, I mean, Julianne Stan talks about it all the time, about how she always wanted to, one of the things she always told her mom that I want a man who has like lots of hair, a beautiful hair. And then she didn't joke about it because her husband's bald. Yeah. <laughs> like she does that all yep. the time, you know? And yep. so like, I think, but I think yeah. you're right in principle here that like absolutely you need to know what it is you're looking for in order to better understand this. And I think that's awesome that you bring that up because some people don't like think through the think through what they're looking for. Yeah. And they end up on one side. But then there are like these people that put together a list and that person's not out there. And I think that there's a real balance between like part of the discernment for marriage is what are the non negotiables? Like what has to be here? Mm -hmm. And um And then there's also like, I absolutely would advise that people should be praying their hearts out like early, as early as they want to, Um, you know, and I think I remember I like my story is very defined by different moments of prayer. Like Mm -hmm. I had met this guy in. um, we're, We're past Jamie. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're on to Rick. <laughs> so anyway, I met this guy on a um, college service trip, and um, in those days that we were allowed to like drive ourselves, and so we had like a fifteen passenger van, and like it was it was a fun way of doing spring break. Like we had to wait outside the campus ministry office, like we were waiting for concert tickets. Like we'd be camped out the night before, hoping we'd get the city we wanted for the Habitat wow. spring break trip, and so. Um, I did not get the trip I was hoping for because I was actually, yeah, long story. But anyway, yeah. we got the like third choice, the last choice trip. So I'm on this trip. I met all my best friends on it. And I met this guy who I thought like the, the world probably, like the sun rose and set on, on this guy. And I was like, <laughs> he's so amazing. And he's coming from a big family and he, he eats the burnt toast so his siblings don't have to. Like what an incredible guy. <laughs> the problem was he was dating like the nicest girl on campus. And I was like... Well, that's just clearly a mistake, God. She needs to (laughs) 
find who she's really meant to be with. And Let's so, move this along. Right. So I was. I'm not going to tell you how to do your job, Lord, but. I, so in my perception, I thought there was like, I thought there was a connection. I thought there was like, you know, something there. So he, he would talk to me about like, you know, how to pray. He would talk to me about all these amazing things. So he, he was like, well, you absolutely can pray for what you want. And like, you can tell God what you want. And I'm like, okay, uh, what do you mean? Like, how does that work exactly? And so he's like, well, you just have to do it the right way. So I like, I'm so nerdy. I like went back to the National Shrines bookstore when we got home and I was like, mm, you got any things on how to pray here properly? And so like I got a pamphlet on how to pray. And like inside the pamphlet was like, use scripture, open it up, read, ask God what he wants to tell you. There were all sorts of like really good things in there, but I was using it. So that I could tell God I wanted to be with Rick and that, sure. you know, this other girl mm, yeah. need to be with somebody what's, else. What's the special formula of prayer in order to get right? him to do what I want him and to I do? And I am not <laughs> endorsing like Bible roulette, but I will say on occasion, I have had weird things happen with it. So I opened up my Bible and I was like, Lord, just please talk to me. Please help me. Please guide me. And so I opened it up and it went to... um a verse in Jeremiah that says more torturous than all else is the human heart. Who can understand it? I, I, the Lord alone will test the mind and probe the heart and reward each according to their deeds uh, and the, the each according to their ways and the merit of their deeds, something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I must proceed with integrity. I must proceed with like, hmm. I have to stand before God and like do this in a clean way. Well, in my warped little way yeah, sure. I, I sat there in the chapel of our lady of good counsel and was like praying my heart out for this girl to find whoever she needed to be with and i was like i prayed so hard for her and I, you know i think she did end up with whoever she was supposed to end up it wasn't with this guy mm-hmm. but this guy meanwhile was trying to set me up so i went out on a date with this guy eventually like that he wanted me to be set up with and um I would say it was God's way of like rewarding me according to the merits of my deeds. He was a wonderfully handsome guy and he was from Wisconsin. So that was like the connection. And like he was way older than I was. So like I would never have ever dated this guy if it was not for this other one. It was fine. But I also think when you're discerning marriage, again, it goes back to this idea of like you have to have a really strong sense of who you are and what you're about. And so it got to this point in this relationship, which was always like really nice and really fine. Um, but like we did not talk a lot about like our feelings about each other. And so we dated for like a year mm. and uh, we were out for dinner for Valentine's Day. And I said, so I'm a words of affirmation person. Anybody out there that does five love languages? <laughs> <laughs> I am like up, down and sideways, a words of affirmation person. <laughs> I don't know how I starved in the desert for as long as I did in this relationship. But <laughs> I think he gave me two compliments ever and they were like, you make a good date for a Christmas party, which I I own. I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> Put that and, in your resume. Yeah, and I good. think the other one was like, I appreciate that your emails use correct grammar. And I still to this day, like in our house, like in the Vedney household, we nerd out over correcting each other's English and like we enjoy it. Yeah, so and, like all, on all sides, we like enjoy being yeah. corrected. So anyway, <laughs> but on this day, I asked him like, hey, I was just wondering, like, it'd be fun to just talk a little bit about like, just say something about how you feel about me. You don't have to, like, it wasn't like I'm looking for something specific. I just wanted to hear how he felt about me or what he thought. And it was like deer in headlights. And this guy wanted nothing to do with, like, talking about that. And I was like, I've dated you for, like, a year. This is not a big question. Sure. Say anything. It's like, this is a trap. This is a trap. I know. <laughs> say anything and we can move on. And he, like, totally freaked out. And I just had this moment of clarity where I was like, there's no way I want this. Mm. And in our earlier conversation at dinner... 
he had just gotten home from a trip with his family to see the Grand Canyon. And he was like ooing and eyeing over how amazing it was. And I was like, I just don't know if I will ever feel that way. Like if I get out there, I've got this hunch that I'm going to be like, it's a canyon. It's kind of like what people told me it would be. Like, Ooh, look at the big hole in the yeah, ground. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of was not convinced. And he's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, no, I've seen the Rocky Mountains. I went out and I saw them. And like we got out several times and I just was like, I don't get it. Like my uncle would be like, oh, geez, can you believe this? Like I just can't get over it. And I was thinking like, it's mountains. Are we going to get in the car and leave now or what? <laughs> And so while we were having this conversation, it occurred to me that I was like, like he's prepared to like make this ooing and eyeing over like the Grand Canyon, but he's not prepared to make anything like that over me. Hmm. And and I want, there's a desire in the human heart for somebody to discover the miracle of who you are. And I was clear that this was not it. Like he had been exposed to me. He could have seen something and we were great friends and we remained great friends, but like... I, my soul could There's not be at missing. peace with that. Sure. So yep. yeah. on the way home, he was like, wait, so we just broke up? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and he's like, why? And I'm like, <laughs> because. What are you it talking like about? It's such an awkward conversation. And wait, what just happened? <laughs> no, it gets better. It gets better. So then he says to me, because it's a long drive. It was a long drive from like where we lived in D.C. to where we had chosen to go to dinner. And um, then he says to me, like after like a long silence, which is like not my way of living ever. <laughs> and so um, he says, but aren't you afraid that we might not find anybody else? Hmm. And I said, you have to get to a point in your life where you realize that being alone is better than being with the wrong person. Mm. If they don't see the miracle that's inside you, then it's not the right person. Interesting. And I feel like really to the core of who I am, that's part of it. So anyway, yeah. I had all these other weird setups and then somebody like set me up with this like Catholic person. I was like, I just need to date somebody more Catholic. That's all I needed. It was like super weird. <laughs> like, so just for the sake of time, we only have about 10 minutes. Is, it, yeah. is, is, is this Greg that we're talking about? No, or Greg or? came right after. So I, I'll shorten yeah, yeah, okay, all right. So yeah, I, so sure I realized that was a <laughs> train sure wreck. Make your husband for your book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> super weird. No, and no, here's the deal. Yeah. And I will, I will say to people, I think it's important. So after the weirdness, I like remember being in the campus ministry parking lot at the, the university, which is where I was working at that point. And I remember like getting done with work, probably like a theology of the body, like women's group session, going out <laughs> to the car at like 1130 at night and being like, God, I just can't anymore. Like, I can't take someone weird like this to my family <laughs> just because they're Catholic. Right. They'll never fit in. Mm. And I also can't marry somebody just because they fit into my family, who is so important to me, that doesn't share the faith. I said, would you please, Lord, help me to find somebody, even if they're not active in their faith right now, who could return home to the faith in their heart. Beautiful. And I said, could you help me find somebody that could share my faith, but also um, be somebody that I enjoy being with, be somebody that fits in with my family, which was so important. And that, I think, Greg, was an incredible gift. And I think I think God, if you let him, if you trust him, will surprise you with something like Julianne said, with something totally different than what you would have set out for. Right. And I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I think in vocations, you have to be really like open to letting go of control. And, oh, yeah. And trusting um, that <laughs> that you can't orchestrate everything. Right. And allow him to do his work. Yeah. And be faithful in the meantime. Yep. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, I mean, that always reminds me of, uh, I know Father Gregory Pine, who's a, he's a Dominican uh, priest and friar, he had said that, a line that he said, God conspires toward your salvation. I've always, I've always appreciated that, because like, he, everything he does is always ordered toward your salvation, and so, at some point, even, especially in, in vocation to discernment, whether that be for the priest or religious life or married life, you have to just kind of give up that control and just, and just really believe that yeah. re- God really <clears throat> does conspire towards your good like, like towards your ultimate good and he and, and like towards that ultimate happiness and even if it's not the thing you thought it should be you have to trust that the person who literally knows you better than you know yourself of the lord then i i, I gotta trust him on that one so yeah i think sometimes every once in a while we have to bring that into perspective once in a while and check ourselves and not yeah. only that but to recognize yeah i mean what he's got planned is yeah as you were saying i mean we all have our own plan and, and this and that but it's just it's just amazing because that comes from love, of course, mm-hmm. and we don't always see it at the time. It's obviously a lot easier looking back, and it's like, okay, that's that's what you were doing, type yeah. of thing. But, but yeah, he does. I, it's an interesting verb, though, to conspire. Yeah. But it, but it's it, I, yeah. I think he's trying to drive home a point of no, like, certainly, yeah, yeah sure. certainly. So, what year did you and Greg get married? Two thousand four. So we've been married for seventeen years. Seventeen wow. years, and now mm-hmm. six kids. I mean, so mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess I mean, just for a kind of final question sure. here. I mean, having six kids mm-hmm. in today's day and age yep. is certainly a sign of contradiction to like the majority of society. And I'm sure you get this a lot, and you know, it's like that. But I, mean, I also think that it's an incredibly beautiful witness. So, what's it been like to to have a, a, a growing and flourishing family in in that sense, and and how it's so different than so many other people. In, in 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 the world, but especially in our, in our own country, yeah. what's your experience been like that? I only have two, so and that's not right. that different. Yeah, people okay. are, people don't look at me weird, right? <laughs> so. so I would say first of all, like I'm from five, mm-hmm. and so I've I've heard a lot of times like if you're the fourth kid out of five, a lot of times subconsciously you'll justify your place in the universe by having up to four children, because <laughs> like then you would have existed. Um, so <laughs> there's that, there's that uh, psychological piece of you. Right? Yeah, okay, right. So I I feel like I had a very positive experience of being from a big family. Sure. I always knew like I wanted a big family, um, but I think. Um, when I did not go to med school, I went into um, studying theology of marriage and family, mm. and that transformed my heart. Mm. And I, so I think part of it was like, it, I think I was inspired during college by the people that I encountered and the openness to life and love that they had. And um, as, a, as a science person and as somebody falling into their faith, it took me years to come around on NFP. But when I did, I was like rock solid in it. Right. And I feel like part of it is that it it um, opens your mentality to what we were created for. Yeah. And <clears throat> the fact that we're a sign <clears throat> of God's fruitful love yeah, like right. in the world. Now, that being said, I wasn't brave enough. And so when I went to graduate school for marriage and family, I feel like just being soaked and like marinated in like the beauty of the church's um, belief in, in love and life. I think that gave me the courage to live that way. And I do feel like um, there's nothing like I tell my kids all the time. I'm sorry that I can't like necessarily buy you this or send you to all the camps. Like we go to a lot, but, um, but I said any day of the week, I would choose people over things every day, every day. I would. Yeah, and I said, someday you guys, like we as parents don't live forever, mm-hmm. but you will have each other. Yeah. And like there's a community um, aspect to our being that is inherent. It's ontological. <laughs> and so Here we go. I feel $10 like, word, yeah. right? So I do think that um, it is harder and you have mm. to make harder choices, but I also feel like 
it's not maybe for everybody. I think you have to really discern. Like, humanity vitae is not wrong. You need to discern carefully, but generously mm-hmm. and responsibly right. um, what works for you and your family. And I think whatever family you have, um, the living out of love as much as you can is is at the heart of that vocation. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's beautiful. Well, just, just even, wow. I mean, obviously to give them life, I mean, what a gift that you've given them life. But the, the gift that you give them then, as you're kind of saying, is... Is that community afterwards? I mean, did they have one? That, that that's that's powerful. That, yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. was that was that? I mean, something you kind of came to afterwards, or sort of like, no, this is why I want a big family because I want this is sort of like an extra gift. Like you have one another. I even think Mother that. Teresa says that that the best gift you can give your child is a sibling. Wow. Yeah. I wow. think I think that that is something to think about. It's profound. Right. I've hit this things twice. I'm that's sorry. okay. <laughs> that's all right. It's not a big deal. My hand talker here, people. <laughs> <laughs> hand talking and microphones yeah. don't usually go they well no, especially when they're well mounted together. in front of you yes. no. <laughs> so anyway but i would say like um i would say about like the vocation to love i would just want to add this on because i think it's so important Please. i do think that sometimes people are so um hung up on what it will look like to find a spouse and i would say care less about that and care more about and pray more about how can i be prepared to be um, somebody that helps somebody else get to heaven and how can I um, Lord help me to understand your love the deepest that I can mm. call me to that vocation which will help me understand your love and receive your love the best way that I possibly can and if that's a straight experience where I'm called to a religious vocation let it be and help me and if it's not and if I need to learn that through loving another person and being loved by another person then let that be. Help me to do that. And I think, um, hands down, Greg is the most incredible spouse. I would never have imagined um, somebody being as um, effective as he is at showing me the extent and the depth of God's love. Mm. So when I want to like be critical towards myself, he is mercy. And when like I feel like Oh, I'm the worst and nobody could love me. <laughs> He's patient and he loves me still. And I think that those are more important and much deeper human experiences than any shopping list somebody could come up with. But I just encourage people to like pray a lot. That's beautiful. Man, it is. It's a great way to end that. That's just, but that's the word though. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. Wow. It what is. a team. Look yeah. at you two. Um, we are not perfect. <laughs> I just want to make sure everybody knows. And like, well, I, well, then, I mean, yeah. what are you doing here then? Why right? You guys are perfect. <laughs> but I feel like it's that you know, it's the yeah. it's the vocation of any Christian is to get up and try again, yep. and mm-hmm. get up and try again. But to have a clear idea of what your vocation is and what your job is, is to love. Yeah. And yeah. so that's that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Bishop yeah. says that a lot. Uh, I don't. You, you attribute it to, to Saint Francis de Sales. I'm not sure if it's him or not, but it's like if you fall, begin again. Yes. Begin again. Amen. I just I hear him saying in his voice, "Begin again." <laughs> no, <laughs> so he says it all the time. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank you very much for joining us and sharing your story, and also thank you for the witness of your family and marriage. I mean, it really is a witness, and I mean, people like me who are, who has starting a family. I mean, like like you guys are standing as a witness of how a family. Maybe I, I know if I say that you're gonna be like, well, trust me, there's a lot of things you don't know that happen behind the Amen. scenes. And I, 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 I totally understand that, yeah. and I, I acknowledge that. But it is also a sign of, of hope for us as yeah. well, of like that, like this is possible to do, and people can can be holy in marriage, and you can raise a holy family. And, it can uh, be and done. It can, yeah, it can. And I think it can. families are 
amazing and beautiful. They'll yep. rule them out, you know, yeah. everybody well, out there, all the listeners. And I yeah. think it was uh, it was Fulton Sheen who said, in a marriage it takes three, you know, and it's, it's the husband, husband and wife and then also the Lord and making sure yeah. that you're pursuing that love. And so thank you for being a witness to that. So I really appreciate you being here. So Father Mark, would you close us in prayer and give us a blessing? Certainly. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the gift of life that comes from you. And with that gift of life, an abundance of love. You love us so much that you've given us all things good, all these things, the cross, to help us along the way as well. We ask your blessing upon all the listeners, that they may recognize the gift that is life, that they may recognize the gift that is love, and they may embrace into the depths of their hearts and extend that love to all those that they meet. We ask your blessing upon us during this holy week as well, that we may walk the way of Jesus from Calvary to the empty tomb all the way to heaven. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you again for being here, Diane. Thank you very much for listening, for your support of the podcast. Um, We very much appreciate it. And uh, as as you discern who it is the Lord may be calling you to marry, may you always be keeping the end in mind.